0: Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Jones with foreclosure.com. Today, we have one of our favorite guests, Dr. Teresa. Dr. T, it's always a pleasure.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I am always loving to be here with you, Tim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, as an advocate of creating generational wealth through real estate, why is buying a home better than renting?
1: How can we count the ways, right? Um, the, the biggest thing is the control, right? Before we start getting into you know generational wealth and all that jazz, it's just better to own than rent because you are the manager of that property, right? You have control of who lives in that property, who lives near you in that property. You know, if you're in the rental, right? You know, sometimes the owner dictates the color scheme, um, You know, if it's a two family, you know, who lives upstairs, downstairs, you know, from you, you can't choose your neighbors and things of that sort. So you put the trust in the in the owner. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you are the owner, you get to control, you know, your surroundings. That's the first thing. And then also, you know, it's like your own bank. Right. So when you're when you're paying your mortgage, you're paying down something. Right. And now the more money you, you you put into the mortgage and pay the mortgage down, you start building more value. You start building more equity when on the flip side, when you're you know paying rent, it's going to the owner's mortgage, pay down equity value. Right. So those are just the two things that I would say um, if you just left it there. Those yeah. would be the reasons why I would say owning is better than renting. You know, but then you could also do a rent to own kind of concept and things of that sort. But, you know, owning is always going to be better than renting.
0: So can you explain how owning a home creates wealth over time?
1: Mm, Yes, yes, yes. So as as we started, as we started talking about, well, I started talking about as far as generational wealth and, and all of that, for many people, you know, owning a home is the first step to real wealth. Right. So when you think about it, it's like real estate will gain value the longer you hold it. Right. Especially when that mortgage is paid down. Right. And if done correctly, that can actually make a significant a significant transfer of wealth to the children and the family. Right. So in and of itself, the home creates wealth if done right. Right. We're not going to talk about refinancing and all that stuff, because that that's a whole nother thing. But. If you do it right, the home absolutely will create wealth over time because it can create that transfer of wealth to your children and your family.
0: So it's it's important to
1: consider how long you're staying at a home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so jumping into that, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Whenever you're whenever you're going into anything, so whether you're going into um, a rental, whether you're going into um, a home purchase even a business, right? You you have to reverse engineer, right? You you have to consider the length of time you're going to stay in that home. The length of that mortgage and paying down the principal is going to be um, significant in allowing you to recoup some of that equity and that value in that property. So even if the property does not appreciate over time. The monies that you have put into the property buying buying it down will give you that actual value and you can use that to pull out more assets when you're looking at a, a strategic refi or something like that, right? But understand, understand that the reason why the length is important is because the first five to seven years is interest. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're when you're buying that home, if you're going to be staying in that home for less than five years, then you have to understand that you're not going to have a lot of built in equity and value because the bank, that's how they secure their finance. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they front loaded with interest so that if you went to refinance or something like that, they're going to be able to get their value in that in that finance. So going into a home for less than five years is really understanding that you're paying mostly interest and nothing really towards the principal. So that's why it's really important to understand that because the bank has to protect their, you know, their investment, if you will. Yeah. Um, and multiple refinancing, you know, basically is paying the lenders and not really paying you.
0: Yes. That makes perfect sense. Well, since you mentioned refinancing, what are refinancing options or when is the best time to refinance?
1: Hmm. <laughs> um, so let me get my disclaimer. I'm an attorney um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not really a mortgage person or a lender, but I play one on TV. <laughs> but uh, but, when we, but when we're thinking about, you know, um, the best time and, and, and different options, um, unless you're going to, you know, um, get a lower interest rate, Uh, I believe that refinancing should be reviewed um, very carefully, right? If you plan to move or live in the property for less than five years, as I mentioned before, refinancing will hurt your effort to increase that value of the property through equity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If the plan is to stay in that property um, and refinancing will provide you the funds to improve the property, hence increase the value, or um, to just be used to invest into another property, then refinancing will give you the best opportunity um, to get the most cash, um, for, you know, via your secured asset. You know, so I would just say, you know, looking at that would be what I would say your options would be, if that okay. makes sense.
0: No, that, that, that makes perfect sense. I appreciate that. And what about tax benefits of owning a property versus renting?
1: Uh, well, the, the biggest one is you get to deduct your mortgage interest payments. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's the big one. Um, and I guess the second one would be um, being able to deduct the property tax payments, you know, that's going to lower your annual taxable income, um, you know, over time, right? So I believe those are the two major ones why most people um, do it, but also, you know, just really thinking about that depreciating asset and things of that sort, making sure if you're going to do the rental versus, you know, owning the home outright, because I only speak really towards the investment side of it, the business side of it. Um, but you know, it's also so many different other tax benefits that a CPA would be best first to kind of, you know, help you along when you're thinking about this, because if it is this type of a big investment, I always tell people, check with your attorney and check with your CPA, mm-hmm. right? Um, because your CPA is going to, you know, protect you from your tax liabilities and help you eliminate or reduce, you know, some of your tax obli- obligations. And of course, I always say your attorney is going to protect your ass sets, you know, when it comes to that. Right. So we're always really just trying to make sure that you have that one, two, you know, punch on your team. So, but I would say deducting the mortgage payments and deducting the property tax payments would be my my number one and two.
0: That's very valuable. Okay. Um, So what other options are, are out there? I, I know you mentioned rent to own earlier.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's two worlds, right? So, you know, we think about, you know, in foreclosure.com, right? I always always have to give you guys a big push, right? Because, you know, when you're looking at options and looking at finding stuff, right, um, you want to think about foreclosures, right? So if you're a first-time homeowner and you have limited savings, right, there are programs out there to help you purchase, you know, a property, okay? So let's just get that out the way and all that, you know. But, you know, buying a home retail, may mean that it's outside of your purchasing power, right? So um, I always tell people, well, you know, we can't really have a caviar taste with a Kool-Aid salary, right? So we want to make sure that, you know, what we're buying is managing expectations. So if it's outside your pur- purchasing power for the for the retail property, this is going to limit which neighborhood uh, you and your family can live in, um, and then you go towards the foreclosure property. So When you deal with a foreclosure property, it's something that the bank, it's a debt. It sits on their books as a debt, right? So they really want to turn this deficit into an asset. So they really want to get this foreclosure off their books, right? So as long as that bank holds that property, it's treated as debt and it reduces how much funds the bank has to lend. But selling that foreclosure even below market rates turns that debt for the bank into an asset. So that is why the banks do the foreclosures, REOs or what have you. And that is why most people who have that cash on hand can benefit from getting a foreclosure property, right? Because it's like a win-win scenario. Now, for those people (laughs) who don't have significant down payment money saved or they're working on correcting some issues with credit scores, a rent-to-own scenario would allow you to build both your savings and your credit scores by working with the homeowner and or the investor you know essentially extending you credit over a short time to purchase that property under your own financing if you will and that creates that win-win scenario for both you and that homeowner okay seller investor whatever we want to yeah. identify them with so yeah. rent to own is really a great opportunity and obviously you got to look at different states right because some states don't like the rent to own because it was done poorly in the past or you know some people just didn't understand it was really doing predatory schemes and things of that sort but I am here to let you know that rent to own is always a viable option even I had to deal with rent-to-own creative financing. Um, right. After 9-11 and all that jazz that happened, my credit score went like kaputty, And right. I went from like a 789 to a 437. You know, right. I think I always tell people this. I couldn't go into a bank without a gun to get money, right? So I really had to work on dealing with my personal credit. So don't let the ESQ fool you, right? right. So I still had to deal with that. And everybody is dealing with situations, you know, um, not of their own doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. whatever scenario you find yourself in is really a matter of there are options and opportunities if you ask the right questions. Yeah. Right. And so that's the reason why a lot of people fail, because they think they just are in this alone. They don't ask the right questions and then they just go and then people take advantage of them and they don't really know, you know what they should do versus what they shouldn't do. So there are options for uh, foreclosures, buying foreclosures, rent-to-owns, creative financing, land trust, all kinds of things you can do, um, but you have to ask the right questions, Tim.
0: That's perfect. Thank you so much for explaining that. Uh, You're very welcome. Make it very easy to understand. (laughs) Um, Well, that's all the time. I want to take this opportunity to thank Dr. Teresa. And um, is there anything else you want to add before we head out?
1: Um, I would like to do a plug for RIA NYC. So if you want more information um, about, you know, real estate, real estate investing, real estate entrepreneurship, I invite you to check out rianyc.org and just give us a shout out. Come to some of our free complimentary meetings. We would love to have you.
0: Perfect. Well, we hope you found this discussion helpful. Uh, Don't forget to sign up for our free email alerts on foreclosure.com. Until next time, I'm Tim Jones and thank you for watching.